Welcome to the Nodcast. It is round 10, I believe, and we've got a big act to follow after Jake Charman took the mic last week and did some of his absolute best work on the Founders Day Thursday event. So we're back in the usual format this week. Uh, as always, I'm Steve Mann. I'm joined by Rob Mann and Jake Charman. Uh, Rob, how are you today? Good. Thanks, Steve. Good to be back. I actually didn't tune into um, Jake's episode, so I'm not sure how good it was, but um, I'm sure... I'm sure you'll fill us in a little bit later about um, all the feedback that he got. Um, and I might have a couple of whispers about um, that as well. But, yeah, good to be here. It was it was great to see Jake, and he, he's very pleased with himself at the moment. But it was great to see Jake just getting some of the club favourites on there, getting Peter Fisher on the episode. Great to hear from Lockie McKenna and a few others that we haven't – we don't always get the chance to get so many people through the Nodcast. So very popular episode. We've only heard good things. Um, but – Always with the Nodcast, it's up for bigger and better, and there's no bigger and better than the guests that we've got on with us today. We've we've gone to the well. It's hard to argue that the reserves probably aren't the form team, but outside of the reserves, the absolute form team of the club with the under 19s and we've got the big dog, the skipper, Matt Elbrecht. How are you, Matt? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? Very good, very good. We've been in negotiations since about round one to try to get you on to the Nodcast. So what yeah. was it that you finally, your management caved and, and let you come on? Uh, just a miscommunication between teams, I think. You know, finally <laughs> getting your teams to talk to my teams. You know, finally got there in the end. So it's all right. You know, busy he made it after, after the most recent game. Oh, sorry, at home. The I think it was Fiona's Day. Matt made a beeline for me, came straight over. Finger in the chest saying, when am I coming on? I'm, I'm ready. Uh, so um, mate, I made sure it happened. I was a little bit intimidated, actually. So um, it's That's good to have you. When you see the work that those guys are doing on field at the moment, fair enough that you're intimidated. Um, the I thought maybe the timing had something to do with that the AFL mid-season draft has come and gone and you didn't get picked up. So you're like, all right, well, that didn't work out for me. I'll just uh, I'll accept where I stand and I'll come on the Nodcast. Yeah, yeah, got. But I think I got jibbed there, to be honest with you. And Jimmy, Jimmy as well. Jimmy went, didn't get picked up again. I don't know what's going on there. Two years in a row. Jeez, he's um. We we thought that the Nodcast would give him enough notoriety that a club would be looking for him, even if it was just for the media value. But obviously, you'd think not. so. You'd think so. I mean, Jimmy, the two hundred centimeter full forward is, he's really going to run a mark in the <laughs> AFL. But, you know, happy to have him. Happy to have him. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm surprised too because I think. From all reports, he's having a far better season this year than he did last year. So you'd think, you know, after getting his name out there last year that he'd, he'd cash in. But maybe maybe you didn't want to miss out on a potential premiership brewing in the under-19s and didn't want to get pulled out and, you know, put it full forward for North Melbourne or something and um, not have much supply all year. So maybe it's maybe it's a strategy after all. Yeah, that could be it. You know, you never know. <laughs> 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 Matt, you guys, we when we spoke to Jimmy, it wasn't the best start to the year. Things were starting to sort of turn around slightly, but you guys have been on an absolute hot streak ever since then. Um, how's the feeling down at the 19s at the moment? Uh, it's pretty good. Coming off a loss last week, but um, we had a few injuries, a couple of big players out, like our, our full forward is out, Boise, who's leading Coleman at the moment, and Stewie, but Stewie's back soon. But we had five five on the trot there for a little bit, and it was um, yeah, it was a good feeling. We really got momentum going, so I was I was pretty happy with the boys. Like we really came a long way from where we started, so I was pretty happy. So you lost the last two. 
won five and then um, – sorry, yeah, lost the first two, won five and then lost one on the weekend. Is that against a team that you'd played earlier in the season? Yeah, lost uh, last round to Bo Morris. We played him in round two. We lost. That's when we were up four goals or whatever. And they ended up coming back and pinching it at the end. But, um, yeah, last week it was a bit tough. I thought the boys did really well for the team we put out there. Um, but, you know, just, we got within a goal within five minutes left and then they, they ran over the top of us once again. So You mentioned Boise. Um, I heard he's he's taken a few big grabs this year. Is that any truth to that? Yeah, yeah no, he took a hanger against Old Halebury. Um, and he also kicked eight. But, Ooh, um, not a bad little day. Yeah. Was that the highlight of his day, the, the kicking eight? Or? Absolutely. Um, he's not shy to let anyone know about it. He ran over to Benny Heller's mum and, uh, you know, he said, did you get that one on camera? And now it's his, uh, it's his profile picture on Facebook. So so he'll let you know about it. Just ask him. <laughs> did, um, and did, did he get injured as well? Is that is that right? After having some good form? Yeah, he he, um, he got injured. Not even at footy. He popped his shoulder out at Wednesday night basketball. Oh, I mean, no. Come on, oh, mate. That's not good. That's, that's a spin, I think. We might have to um, let Gus Paddy know about that one next time the 19th boys are there on a Thursday. Yeah, look well, a bit Maybe get someone one. to spin the wheel for him if the shoulder's not the best, <laughs> best condition. It's a pretty heavy wheel, that as well. So ever, ever since Gus Paddy put lead in the bottom of it so it always comes up on the chili leah so it's, it's revamped it. too we might get into that later there's been some um additions to the wheel of late so um a lot of work's gone into the revamped the wheel so interesting that's exciting stuff well look let's um we'll, we'll come back and talk a little bit more about the 19s later but let's jump in and, and chat about the teams we've um We've had a, a couple of weeks since we last sort of went through all, all the teams. So we might, rather than going week to week, just give a little bit of a summary of where everybody's at. Um, obviously, in the spirit of giving the people what they want, let's start with the thirds first for a little bit of a change. So um, our positive news, I reckon, all around down at Thirds Land. The first, the, the well, obviously, the Whites, when we last spoke, had been struggling a little bit and struggling to find form. They've... They've done really well the last few weeks. They had a buy on the weekend, but um, come up against the bottom side this week. So I hope to continue that form. But they've won a few on the trot, knocking off a couple of the top teams. Um, now sitting perched just outside the, the four, but with a huge amount of momentum and a recovering percentage after a couple of big wins. Um, the biggest one, Founders Day, obviously did get a little bit of help because the Blues had a forfeit that day, but they came up again second on the ladder and beat them by about 100 points. So some really good form there and a very young team, Josh Cowboy and the boys just starting to find a bit of bit of form, bit of gel together. And yeah, some pretty exciting things going on there. And then of course the Blues, which were undefeated, unfortunately lost their first one for the year a few weeks ago against Williamstown, where we went in with a bit of a bit of an undermanned side, but Williamstown are a very good team and kicked a lot straighter than we did. And um, beat us pretty comfortably, but um, had a really bounce back really well the following week with a 100-plus point win against a team that had won five on the trot and was sitting just below us on the ladder. So momentum's still pretty strong down at the Blues. And I think, yeah, both teams definitely sniffing around finals. We asked Josh a training during the week whether the finals word was being mentioned, expecting him, you know, as a captain to be very tight-lipped and, you know, give the usual lines. And he basically came out and guaranteed that the Whites would play finals this year. So love the confidence in him. That's what we want. Certainly is. So, you know, it's good good momentum down there. Really exciting feel. And obviously with 
with all the teams up and about at the moment, it's um, it's pretty tough on selections, which is a great problem to have, particularly in this middle part of the year where it's very cold. Any any names that have popped up of late in the thirds program that are playing some good footy? Uh, yeah, the, uh, the the head trainer Vincent Arena has been very very good. Um, brings both a medical expertise and a real craft around the ball. Very skilled and got, got a real pace about him. He's done well. He's kicked kicked a couple of bags, five and four, playing sort of across that half forward line in recent weeks. Um, Taz Heronopoulos, who have mentioned before on the Nodcast, a new player joined the Blues this year. He's He's been good, as is Timmy Houston, who played last year but was injured a lot of the year, really found incredible form over recent weeks. Unfortunately, both carrying a little bit of injuries at the moment, so not too sure how much we'll see of them over the next few weeks. But obviously, you know, very strong years to date. And between the two of them, it's fair to say, I'll probably be raffling it for the BNF um, in the Blues. And then the other one from the Blues' point of view, probably Joel Caffrey having a super season as well. Just gets better every year. Old, old workhorse just gets the job done. Yeah, he just he just he's getting better every year. It's um it's defying his age. And then in the whites, there's a few guys. Um, Adam Gilmore, old Happy Gilmore. He's been oh, happy, he's played happy, a bit of that's... Blues in recent weeks, but yeah, he's, thought he'd come up. He's uh he, he's looking really good at the moment. Um, couple little Johnny. It just roams around on a wing. Uh, Dion down in the in the whites as well. Um, both playing some really good footy. So, yeah, it's 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 good, exciting time at the moment. Kane Beaumont jagged eight a couple of weeks ago, which was actually six. But old Tommy doing his math put the put the numbers into the the VAFA. Um, unfortunately, they broke his finger, so he'll be out for a while. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. Good time. Keeping a lid on it, but it's all it's all trending upwards at the moment. Down. Down in the club. He's in a couple of big games this week. If we can get two wins, we in the Blues play Richmond Central out at old Kevin Bartlett Oval um, at the crack of dawn when it's still in the negative degrees on Saturday. And then the Whites go out to Elston Week to play the bottom side uh, in a grudge match because they beat us earlier in the year at 2 p.m. If we can get two wins this week, you reckon with five weeks to go in our season, we're looking looking a reasonable chance of having two teams play finals, which would be very nice. It sounds like, you know, a really successful season all around in the, the thirds and the fourth. But one KPI we haven't met this year, I think, is we haven't had the same digital footprint on Ultimate Resi um, no, you're right. page. Like last year, we had some good content coming out of the program. It sounds like you guys are taking yourselves a little bit too seriously this year. Yeah, it's a fair criticism. Yeah, fair criticism. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I, sorry, we're all a little bit distracted by Jake at the moment who's driving around in his car. We're getting a view from the passenger seat, I think. So a little, little bit different today. Um, yeah, no, it's fair criticism. I think you're right. We've got to remember at the end of the day what we're there to do, and that's very, very social football. Um, not, you know, winning is definitely an afterthought. But, well, yeah, you know, maybe we'll work on that in the coming weeks. And also very much looking forward to what the thirds put together for their, their night on the um, spread. Very generous wow. to um, very generous to make the fact that they train Wednesdays and they're serving the food on Thursday. So looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. You're right about that. We, um, we, we will put on, I know there's been some good spreads and obviously we're recording this at 4.45 on Thursday. So we're a few hours away from when you all get to taste the, amazing goodness that we put together 
Uh, I won't, well, I guess I may as well spoil it because this is going to come out afterwards. So just had a chat to our mate down at King of the Roast and he's put together some beautiful lamb and pork uh, legs for us. So it should be a very, very good night. I'm not too sure the club's going to be super excited when they see the bill, but um, it's 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 going That's to be good. one of the one of the ones for the ages. If you somehow get to time travel back after listening to this and attend the meal, I highly recommend it. I think well, it's hard to beat because uh, was it Maddie Lockie Stewart's mum recently? Were you there for the the burritos we had? I think that's 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 the best I've had in fifteen years at the club. Yeah, that was, that was unreal. That's unreal for It was. It, I would say probably high end. Like it's better than salsa. Like we're talking better than no, you'd uh, hope so. Better than Mad Max is that what it's called? I'd say we're almost at like the Fonda level of Mexican oh, food. Nah, nah. If, if, if you start talking about like Guzman y Gomez or something, then, you know, oh, yeah. elite territory. Far, far but, I don't know. Better than that. Oh, okay. I would say so. It was pretty good. It was pretty high end. Yeah, it was. A little bit like um, there's a place in ba- uh, Balaclava in Carlisle Street that I used to go to called Si Senor. It's at that level. For anyone that mm-hmm. likes their Mexican, venture out there. Highly recommend it. What what was the kind of you know the piece de resistance of the the meal was it a oh, you know, it was like the, the chili was it the it was the avocado spread on the base which Ooh. was and then a little bit of hint of lime and then you had some um, the garnish I'd never seen at the footy club before so um, yeah high end stuff wow well Let, we, we have the king of the roast no. there yeah I will I, we, we, I can't say we're going to be able to knock that off but if you've ever had a good lamb roll. You, you get down there tonight because you're gonna you're gonna you you'll go close to a <laughs> satisfied. Let's put it that way. You'll be very satisfied. Also, I might have overcated, so I, I, I kind of did my maths a bit wrong and we've catered for about two hundred. So let's hope that <laughs> let's hope the bowls club, the Panthers, everyone's down there. Otherwise, there's gonna be a lot of leftovers. All right, good, good. Well, you know, we uh, if we want to move to the seniors, it's probably not a bad time just to give the guys a bit of a lift with a, a good feed. We've had a couple of Lean weeks in the win-loss category. So um, a nice feed tonight could be good. Exactly what we need. So what's going on there? It, it's, it's, it, it didn't start well with the old Founders Day clash. Um, what's Well, well that's a little bit simp- uh, simplistic. I'd say uh, we were good for three quarters in Founders Day. Uh, we are playing the, the top team who are, under, who are undefeated currently, Hampton, and we, we put ourselves in a winnable position. It is came over the top of us a little bit in the last quarter, which was disappointing, but uh, we're still playing some good footy. We lost to Monash on the weekend too, which uh, they're sitting second. We've we've been hit a little bit by injuries at the moment, which has been made things a little bit tough and not an excuse, but, um, you know, we're definitely testing our depth at the moment and we've got some high-end uh, players out, which is making things difficult. You know, you think you'd probably be able to cover it if we were playing sort of teams in the middle of the ladder, but playing the top two, it you know, you get a little bit exposed. But saying that, we've been really competitive in both matches, um, found ways to score without um, our sort of key position forwards playing. So, yeah, you know, we're finding things about ourselves that I think will put us in good stead for later in the year and giving guys good opportunities who have played well in the reserves earlier in the season. Guys like um, Phil Illich has come into the ones after some really strong reserve footy form. We've also had um, 
Jackson D'Angelo come back in after um, going back for a little bit. We um, and getting some more minutes into guys like Fletcher Forward, who um, played earlier in the season, went back to the reserves, played some good footy, kicked a bag, and and has come back. You've you've played with Fletch, Maddie. Have you anything to say about him? Uh, he'd be giving you some good service last year in the in the midfield, wouldn't he? Yeah, nah. Fletch, Fletch is probably the best ruckman I've ever played with. To be honest, with you. so that's a good rap for him. He'll he'll enjoy that. Um, <laughs> what's um what what's his style of play? What, what what's his strengths? Uh, I haven't seen him lose a ruck contest really. To be honest with you, so <laughs> that was nine. Yeah, but having hundred percent strike record is pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, but he's good around the ground as well. He's really smooth. He's uh he's pretty silky from what I've seen. So. Um, he doesn't chop around like a like a horse like other ruckmen. So you can actually <laughs> give him a ball. Yeah, no, he's and that's something he's definitely brought into the senior footy. He's, he's pretty. He looks pretty comfortable out there, and he he um, he scraps too for the ball on the ground, which is always nice to see a, a ruckman following up their work. So he's he's been good, and it's good to get him back in. He played against a, a really strong ruckman for Monash on the weekend, who who won the league BNF last year, and um, he did a really good job against him, which was great to see. So yeah, a few of those guys, a few, um, few diamonds in the rough, a couple of weeks, which has been good. So um, I think against Ivanhoe this week, which we've always had really good um, rivalry against Ivanhoe, it's a good test for us to get a win and um, head into the bye um, in a really good position to launch into the second half of the year. On the other hand, the twos are absolutely flying at the moment. So um, they've um, they're obviously undefeated. I think the closest margin has been about seventy points. So they're um, they're doing really well. And you'd think a few guys like you know your Benny Rileys and um, your Cheesies and guys that have been in the reserves program for a while be licking their lips at the moment, thinking this is our chance to um, to win the to win the a flag Ooh, potentially. You're jinxing them early. It's a big, yeah. the big ones this week, isn't it? They play Ivanhoe, who's also undefeated, or have lost one. Or oh, Ivanhoe's always got a fairly strong twos team, so they, um, yeah, it's going to be a competitive match. But I don't think Ivanhoe's quite got the percentage of 600 that we have at the moment. So, um, for you to see. The, the it must be interesting. Obviously, you talked a bit about some of the guys that have come in, particularly with injuries in the ones, but. You've obviously got some pretty talented guys running around in the twos at the moment. Um, you've also then got um, Matt, some guys probably in the 19s who potentially could step up and and play a bit of one's footy. Is there maybe start with the 19s guys? Is there anyone you guys have at the moment that you could see potentially breaking into the ones at some point this year? Uh, absolutely, I think. Well, if Boise gets his shoulder, I, I think he's he's perfect for any team. Like a big full forward, it can't go wrong. Really, he takes a grab over anyone. Um, but Boyle, Eamon, I think Eamon McKenzie, he played in the Rezies this year. He um, unfortunately got his nose broken in the first like, five minutes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he's, he's good. He runs, yeah, he runs all day, so you can't stop him. Um, Stewie, I think Stewie and Mitch, if Stewie gets back and gets right, he's he could be so he's that, definitely. That's Lockie Stewart? Lockie Stewart, yeah. What's he's, he done? Um, what injury? He hurt his ankle, something to do with soft tissue and his cartilage. So he's been out since around three. So he's still not back. He reckons he'll be back after the bye. Um, but Mitch, you know, silky half-backer. 
a bit like Andy Kovac, but a bit shorter. He's he's good. He's really good. I like I like the way Mitch goes about it. Yeah, Mitch McCarthy. He's he's obviously a really skillful player. He'd be, and I, I think Andrew Kovac might be injured at the moment potentially. So uh, there might be an option there if Andrew doesn't get up in the next couple of weeks. That's good. And obviously yourself, but knocking down the door, Maddie, with the if we need an inside bull, we've got a couple of them already. But if we needed another one, yourself, yeah, you really need like number eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I can slide in there for you. No worries. No, that sounds good. That sounds. And, really and good. what about in the resis, Rob? Anyone knocking the door down there? Oh, it's 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 really hard because. It's they're so consistent across the across the team. So I suppose it's it's really for need. I'd say Benny Riley, as I, I mentioned before, would be someone that um, could could come in and he's played senior footy before. Um, big Source came in, played a game um, recently, so he he showed that his versatility. I think you you know you've got someone like Aidan Noon who looks really comfortable at the reserves level. Level he's uh. He's always he's very. Someone described it, he plays very theatrically. So there's always something going on uh, when he's near the ball. He, he likes to go to his knees a lot, sort of like a um, Lance Whitnell in his prime. Um, <laughs> takes the takes the ball on his knees as much as possible um, in a diving chest mark sort of action. So he's he's always good to watch, and he'd definitely liven up the forward line if he came in. Oh, I think. Um, Francis Pulaski is also having a really good season. He's he's doing some really good things. So, yeah, it's 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 tough at the moment. Like we'd obviously uh, the the first had won a, a number of games in a row, so the team was pretty settled. But now it's there's opportunities opening up um, with the injuries. So some of those guys I think would be knocking the door down and um, giving us a chance. I, I had this one written in by a listener, but is there? So I'll just read it verbatim. Is there any chance Ethan Sherlock does a Sherls to Deegs and takes, firstly, I think he's, he, he first, so let me explain. I, I don't think they've written it very well. So let me explain this. I think what the person's trying to suggest is, first, Sherls took Deegs' role in the ones, then Ethan took Deegs' role in the twos and bumped him down to the thirds. Is there any chance Ethan takes Sherls' role in the senior team? Yeah, it's 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 a good question because Ethan Sherlock's playing some really good footy as well, and he's he's a little bit taller than his older brother. Uh, he's probably a little bit faster than his older brother, and he probably kicks it a little bit further. So there's a chance that at some point um, we'll do the Sherlock upgrade, and <laughs> Sherlock's 2.0 might get a game. Uh, Liam's doing some good stuff though. Like to, to his credit, he um, he's really looked settled this season, and after he's probably played about 20 senior games now, so he looks really comfortable the level, but I've been impressed by Ethan. He's uh, he might, he might have just a little bit more versatility by being able to play on the tall. So it take a brave coach though, to drop, drop um, a player for his younger brother. So uh, we'll see how we go. See how we go. Uh, that's yeah. I've never been dropped for you. So that's, <laughs> that's true. Um, the let's move on. Maybe we've got, Jake, who we can't shut him up today. He's probably had more than his fair share of airtime, but we'll just give him one more chance to talk. Jake, the women's, do you want to give us a bit of an update on how the girls are travelling? Hey, y'all, fellas. Yeah, it's uh, pretty good down in the women's program. I thought, I'm struggling to get a word in tonight. So, uh, yeah, my throat's going a bit dry because, you know, I wasn't able to say anything, but I'm back. 
I'm back with the vengeance. So here we go. Uh, um, yeah, we, we've been playing games good. Got, uh, yeah, I think we got two on the trot this year for the first time. So big, big things down the women. Um, we've had, who do we have? Jeez, uh, my memories. Was North Brunswick uh, this week just gone? Big win, both teams. <laughs> yeah, we had North Brunswick last week. That was uh, they're, they're good. They're a good battling club. I'll give them that. Key emphasis <laughs> on the bat, battling there. So uh, yeah, did, the Reds did a number on them. Um, they were sort of just too scared to go and get the actual footy. So it was good to you know get a bit of confidence back in the girls. Um, Cass Stevenson slotted about three, and Mackenzie Supper. I think kick four, so uh, yeah, that that was good. Um, well, the teams are already. I don't know if they're out yet, but by the time the podcast comes out, um, they will be. So, Cass Stevenson's going to be playing one this week. Um, so good, good on her. Um, she on deserves it. Oh, I really, so, really hope she doesn't get dropped now, or doesn't get changed between now and when the teams are announced. Yeah, same. So that I'll look like an idiot. But um, yeah, and the ones, the ones did pretty well as well. Um, got to practice some some new things against an opposition that um, probably allowed us to. So you know, when we're versing those those big clubs like your Beads and your uh, Parkdale Hawthorne types, we hopefully you know we'll be able to implement these changes and you know maybe maybe get a dub on the board instead of losing to them, but. Um, yeah, very excited this week going into playing Richmond at home. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's nice not to be playing that Saturday night game. So, Richmond, hint, hint, stop playing games on Saturday night. No one wants to. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully we can get three wins in a row for both teams. Um, got, got a few sort of players that have been confirmed for the rest of the season. Got um, Annalise Fine, hopefully uh, going to be playing the rest of the season after the BFL season ended for North Melbourne. So that'll be a huge in Big uh, for the seniors. Is that, is that an early uh, finish to the BFL season or is that is that is that anything to do with the AFLW season being moved around? or? Yeah, I think it might be because previously she's sort of still been playing as our season's been going. So, um, you know what, we'll take those new changes and roll with that because, um, yeah, actually, yeah, two weeks ago, she, she played her first or second game for the season and kicked five against Ivanhoe, so absolutely took the mickey. So definitely need to get her back in. That's good. So, Jakey, which pub are you at currently? You sound like you're, you're out and about somewhere. Yeah, just uh, at, at the big meeting after school, so... Uh, Learn about how to how to do mid semester reports, Rob. Which I'm sure you're all over. I probably should have skipped it and just had a little Zoom chat with you after. But you know, yeah, yeah, do what Step you got to do. That, Absolutely, could look look after you. That's good. Anyone else that's popped up this last couple of weeks that you think notable in the in the women's program? Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, we got we got Evangeline. Um, you know, affectionately known as V. She's she's come across from RMIT this year, so. Her first season for the nod, and she's just a bit of a general down in the back line. And then um, we got Emily Scrinyard. She's previously sort of played resies the last few seasons, but she's been given an opportunity to play ones this year, and she's definitely taken that with uh, two hands, and she's, she's smashing it at the moment. So 
Um, it's been good to see, you know, that development from the twos and then girls getting the opportunities in the ones and um, definitely contributing. So, uh, yeah, promising signs, I think. And Georgia came back from Bali fresh for the back half of the season? Yeah, I think she was she was a bit crook uh, at first. Well, they, they got back on the Sunday morning and then came to the game two hours after hopping off the plane. So if that's not commitment, I don't know what is. And I think I think I think Cass Stevenson might have got off the plane and just played after a nine hour flight or something. So <laughs> that's, that's, the that's the sort of stuff that gets you promoted to the ones. Did Georgia just walk straight off the plane and take the clipboard back? Do you reckon any truth to the rumors that maybe she was getting a little nervous, Narelle going undefeated? in her absence and just thought, if I don't get back quick, I might lose my gig here. hundred percent. I could tell she was, she was pretty worried. It was, uh, it was sort of like, you know, Robert Harvey taking over Bucks in the middle of last year. You know? <laughs> the team looked a bit fresher. <laughs> what did you say? The team looked a little bit fresh. They were able to, you know, get away from the structures yeah. and the, the stringent team rules. 100%. That, the shackles were off and they were just like, we're doing what we want. But, um, yeah, even Aral parked herself at full forward into Del Plain coaching. <laughs> oh, goals, so. oh, that's the old classic Troy Bridgeland barge move. He just used to, every now and then, go, boys, used to coach the Rezies. Boys, I'm uh, going to strap him on today. Just plonk himself down at full forward if there is ever a big win in the offering. Try and kick a bag. So it's good to see Aral's learned from the best. Yeah, no, no playing coach has ever put themselves at fullback. That has never <laughs> happened in football, I don't reckon. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Would that, I'm trying to think who would do that. Stevie Ballas, maybe? Reckon? Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. he put himself at fullback, though. He, funnily, actually, he played his entire career at fullback. And then the year he was a playing coach in the threes, he played the whole year at full forward. Yeah, so, so the theory yeah. checks out. Does it's maybe loose in defense? You might put yourself loose in defense, but you're not picking up a forward, definitely not. I feel like though the equivalent is like being the wicket keeper or first slip, where you just get to stand back there and see the whole field and make the good tactical decisions. Maybe, maybe we're missing something. So, have a chat to Peter Banfield tonight and see if he's interested in strapping him on on the weekend and standing in a back pocket. Just might give him a different perspective of the game. He actually, uh, he actually got. He actually got into a couple of drills on Tuesday night, so it was it was very cold. He was, he was trying to get the vibes up, um, but you know he's he's got a, he's got a change of pace on him. So I wouldn't be surprised if he could still. He's got a nice left boot too. So and he's he's quite unhappy with us actually. He's, he approached me recently as well and said, "Why haven't I been invited on the the Nodcast yet?" So we might have to get him in. Uh, maybe him and Sugar would be a nice little combination to have a guest in future yeah, weeks. The old, old one-two punch. I would like to know, and maybe we can ask him when we get him on, if how many layers of jumpers he wears on like a... Like, you know, <laughs> we're starting to hit the single degrees type numbers yeah. of training. It's pretty cold so, at the moment, so I'm interested in if how you, many layers. If you go down far enough in the layers, you can find the the previous clubs that he's coached. So if you go down <laughs> one layer, it's Williamstown. If you go down a couple, it's Blackburn. A couple <laughs> under that, it's uh, Scotch. So you can, you learn a lot about him from... Uh, right. It's like, it's like a tree. If you cut through yeah. it, you can just tell by the rings where he's been. Or a, or a babushka doll, is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, what a, well, maybe we could get him on next week. You know, pretty topical 
sort of week to get him on. We've got the Celtics v Warriors um, NBA Finals, and we, I think we've already thrown it up on the podcast that Steve Kerr and PB have never been seen in the same room. So I don't know. Ooh. I'll just put it out there. <laughs> He's pretty outspoken on gun violence too, so that makes that would make a lot of sense. Um, okay. All right. We might have to check that theory. Yes, well, yes, it's the old uh, Harry and Ben McKay situation all over again. Um, finally, moving to the 19s, uh, Maddie, we, we touched a little bit on you guys earlier, but with the exception of this week, um, just gone, you guys are playing some pretty good footy, expecting to get a few guys back over this week and then the week after the bye. Yeah, yeah, we're lucky Stewart's coming back uh, for the St. Bates game, so that'll be huge playing top of the ladder. Uh, we got old Trinity this week, so. Uh, we've beat them previously, so hopefully do a number on them again. Um, we get Boise back, hopefully, before the end of the season. Uh, you just never know. He's done his shoulder before, so he reckons four to six, but you never know. But we've um, we've played some really good footy from, from round two onwards. Uh, I mean, the practice games, we started getting thumped by 10 goals and then um, losing the second one by like a goal or so. Um, to losing the first two rounds and then winning five on the trot, I think uh, the boys came a really long way. We hadn't played together as a team, just took us a couple of rounds to get going. And once we knew how everyone played and positions to play in, you know, I think we really, really came together as a group. And I think we're a lot stronger for it now. Is is there anyone that's come up from last year's Blacks that's um, sort of really impressed you the way they've gone about it? Or uh, Josh Boyle, he's he's been really good. Um, I love a boil. Boil last had boil at fullback last year. Got him in the ruck this year. Yeah, so they're always they're always good. Um, he's been really good. Um, he's not the tallest ruckman you've ever seen, but he's got a fair leap on him from his volleyball background. Um, Fisher, it'd be pretty the, skillful. The boils, wouldn't they? I know Margaret Boyle used to be my violin teacher back in the day. So, given her <laughs> dexterity the, the across the that's, uh, the, that's the grandmother, the, yeah. Given her dexterity with the strings, I assume they would all be pretty skillful. Um, I've seen more skillful players than Lockie Boyle. Can't lie, he's, a, <laughs> he's more just getting away, and you know. Hope. But uh, uh, Josh, Josh is pretty skillful. Don't know how his violin skills are, but he's um, he's pretty skillful. Uh, with the, and he's with, and he's a big bit bigger body than his older brother too, isn't he? Josh yeah, he's a bit of a unit. Don't tell him I said that, but he is a bit of a unit. <laughs> yeah, no, he's uh, having him in school footy last year. He carries his body around a bit. So, and as you say, he's he's more of your middle, like mid-sized ruckman. But yeah, cannonballs himself into the contest, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. How would you describe the nineteens? as a team, like what sort of game style are we talking? You guys, so, you know, highly skilled, crash and bash, fleet of foot. What, what's the, what's the game style? Anyone rocking up to see you guys for the first time this week? What would they expect to see? Uh, fast pace. We're pretty fast paced. We like to keep the, keep the run going, the flow. Um, I, I like to think that we're probably the most skillful team in the league when it, when it comes to our, our better, better players. But, um, yeah, I ask the other boys, I'll say otherwise. But yeah, lots of skill and fast movement is probably what you'd, you'd come to see if you can watch us. Very good. Very exciting. Um, Jake, 
Well, yeah, I was just I was just going to ask Matt. Um, I don't know if you guys already had discussed this, but with the 19s, we know that one of the players in your team sort of likes putting themselves up for the mid-season draft. Did you do it again? Do you know or not? <laughs> I think he did do it again, probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Jimmy, Jimmy does love that. Um, I think he's still the 200-centimetre full forward, yeah. But he, again, didn't get picked up. So he's a bit – I think he's gutted. I'll see him, I'll see him tonight and uh, I'll, I'll let you know how he is. Probably in tears. I know he's missing this Saturday because he's got an exam. So, what, what's he's the go with what's, what's the go with this? What's what's he studying? I don't I want to see it. Business is it business? Oh, I was going to say. Has anyone say told the uni that businesses aren't open on Saturdays? What are you practicing doing exams then for? Yeah, is that I a don't thing know. now? I don't know. I, I, that's because we had we had Andrew Kovac miss a um, match recently because he had a something to do with his. He's an electrician, isn't he? So he had something to do with that on a Saturday. So I don't know. That's a new world. Back in the day, Saturday was sacrosanct. You couldn't go to uni. You couldn't go to work. Moral you've decay to, of society. Yeah, you've got to wonder. Let's hope the actual exams on, and this isn't one of those study weekends because. Oh, that, that's I'd a whole different not. conversation. If <laughs> I'd really hope not, for his sake. Jake, you're you're someone that knows the um, famously knows the university system inside and out after having a couple of meetings with the the dean and uh, the chancellor. Uh, can you shed light on Saturday exams? Yeah, well, um, I think it's those sort of lower level unis like your your Monashes and your Deacons that have the exams on the Saturday, like the. Upper echelon unis like ACU, which I attended, we sort of <laughs> keep it Monday to Friday sort of thing. So, um, yeah, like, yeah, even on the graduation day, like everyone, no one had met the chancellor except me. So I felt pretty sort of special. <laughs> you get a, get a shout out during the speech. Oh, they print, they mispronounced my name. I was pretty offended. I was going to go back and take the mic off the lady. Like, how hard is it to say charming? She said Carmen. Like, come on. <laughs> And you'd been there for 10 years. You'd think they'd learned you by then. Exactly. It's just disrespectful, you know, disrespecting their elders away in a little bit. All right. Oh, well. So, Steve, one thing I wanted to sort of just put on the agenda quickly was obviously uh, the long weekend beckons and the, we've got a buy across the league. Just interested to hear from the boys if what they think some of the guys are going to get up to it now. They finally, after about 10 weeks, have a weekend off. Any anything that comes to mind? I know, um, you know. I know personally. I'll take the opportunity to get out of Melbourne and put the feet up, relax. I don't know, Jake. Any anything that you're advising your team or your players or um, your, the coaching staff to to get up to? Um, well, we've had a few people sort of I'm not going to say names, but like throughout the season so far, they've decided to book camping trips. During the rounds. So my advice, girls, get out now on the long weekend. Don't second half of the year take these random weekends to go <laughs> camping and getting away with your mates. It's football season. All right. Come on. It's also the middle of winter. Who's camping at this point in the year? Oh, I just want to say Eamon, Eamon, Eamon McKenzie's planned a camping trip to Lake Ilden. Uh, and I think the degree it's going to be nine degrees up there. Is there like a plastic many, surgeon many, up there he wants to see or something? Is it sort of doubling up and getting the nose fixed at the same time? 
Oh, I'd hope so. I mean, the, I think the lake's going to be frozen over when we get up there. So, so how know. many how many of the 19s boys are heading up to, to Lake Yildon? Oh, like, it'd be like 15, 15 of us. Oh, well, might as well, well the ice pretty, doesn't crack or we're going to have a pretty you, bad... You might have to uh, You should ask the local Yildon footy team just to see if they... Just to get, get some a, a quick scratch match. <laughs> yeah, get, get some minutes in. Bit get of the legs over. Yeah, no worries. We'll get, we'll get Jackson Cotter to break the ice for us. Put him on there. He's a big body. He's um he's someone that obviously needs um, the nose um, checked as well. He, he broke it last last week. So him and yeah. him and Eamon obviously <laughs> they're in cahoots together. Didn't think that getting the uglier, uglier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're doing all right. They're doing all right. Um, <laughs> especially with. Oh, sorry. You go, Steve. I was going to say we've got a different. Uh, problem down down in the clubbies because we've um if you have a week off you're basically you've ba- you've got a whole team that on average needs to lose about two kilos each to get back to playing weight for the following round so we've got a week off coming up and then we've got a double buy in late june so yeah there's gonna we're, we're working well, that's why we've part of the reason we've got vince involved is just so that you know apart from his on-field ability just someone who can kind of give us some training programs and get everyone back to playing weight ahead of finals because yeah, the guys unfortunately or fortunately do seem to go on a bit of a bender every time there's a week off, and they also pass that age where your body can handle it. So, yeah, you come back on a Monday and it's a couple of extra kilos on the scales. Unfortunately, surely the, so, the lower back would be pretty creaky after a couple of couple of weeks off. I don't know if that should be done in thirds footy. You, you've got to be playing know. every. You can't have two weeks off. You know, well, that's, I understand. That's Understanding the regular grades, like they they close, shut down for the school holidays for whatever reason, people are studying and whatever. But there's not a well, actually not a, there's a few young guys, but in that older demographic, the school holidays don't mean anything. Everyone's unless you've got kids having school holidays, but doesn't doesn't do a lot of value. I agree, just sort of gets you all old and sore before finals. But we'll make the most of it. We'll, we'll make it work. You, you message uh, sorry, you, you mentioned um, Vincent Arena. There, Steve, sort of keeping you guys in in track and on fit. Um, he, he sort of reminds me a bit of like David Butterfin for the the Pies and Carlton in terms of like <laughs> you know his fitness regime and like keeping him on top of everyone. Like, has, has there been any word of you guys in that like three week stretch going to you know your Arizona's for the high altitude sort of camps or what's the go there? Well, we were going to go to Lake Yildon, but it's booked out for some reason, so we couldn't get in. <laughs> Um, so we, I think we're going to have to maybe Grampians or oh no, yeah. Do you guys have enough money for maybe Sorrento or Port? Oh, yeah, the, 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 yeah. The Punters Club would get us to Arizona if that's where we deem to go. But we're going to save most of that money for the postseason. Um, no, I think it's funny when you said you reminds you. I thought you were going to say the weapon, bit of um, old SNN drug saga sort of reference there. So definitely none of that. Um, well, everyone knows stuff. everything that's going into their bodies exactly. So no, now Vince is just. He's, you know, he's a very, very considerate trainer. He gets himself right first. He's like the guy in the plane when the oxygen mask drops. First, he gets his own body right, and then he starts worrying about everybody else. So we're just waiting for him to start worrying about the rest of us at the moment. He's good, though, Vince. Like, every time you sit down, you lay down for a rub, he'll talk you through each goal he's kicked. So, um, you know, the time goes by pretty quick when he's working the deep tissue. Um, motivational and physical it's good yeah 
Another one I think that's really cashing in on the week off is uh, Simon Hall. So obviously a, a popular man on the Nodcast, but he's off to Greece. He left a couple of days ago. So he's um, doing his sort of delayed honeymoon. He got married last December and he's off to Greece now for a couple of weeks. And he promises to um, bring back a really sharp tan for, for the second half of the season. So that's his aim. He's not known for his tan, but um, reminiscent of Nick Thomas back in 2013, went did something similar, went to, um, went to Europe for a few weeks in the middle of the season, came back and was able to nurse the tan through till September in a, a grand final berth. So Paul is trying to channel a bit of Nick Thomas 2013, apparently. Is that why he's grown the like Greek long hair? He's sort of got a bit of Anthony Kudafides in his prime about the yeah yeah there he's been rolling with. It's a little bit of a Bradley Cooper in um, The Hangover about that sort of um, long hair back behind the ears sort of look. So it's working for him. He's happily married, and and he's off in Greece. He's and he's and he said that he's going to keep it to one Suva a day because he's really looking after his body, coming back for um, a big second half of the season. I saw, I saw him get some running blocks in around sort of the outside of the, the footy ground last week. So obviously, you know, trying to lose the kilos before he knows he's definitely going to put them back on sort of scenario, do you reckon? Yeah, he's probably just getting, um, yeah, trying to create a little bit of uh, wiggle room, I suppose you could say. So he's got something to play with when he uh, when he's over there. So he doesn't feel too bad if he, he's got probably a little bit of a deficit to um, to eat through. It's very easy to say one super a day, but when you get there and the old Eros has got the chips in it and it's two euros, it's very, very difficult to stop at one. You you very quickly find yourself having 10 or 11 a day and not eating anything else. So it's, I look it's forward tough to, to seeing stop how at, his discipline It's goes. tough to stop at one at 4 a.m. at Lamb on Chap. So I don't know how it's going to be <laughs> when you, you're in you're in um, Greece for, for a month and you have your first one at 9 a.m. I don't know. It's a long day after that. <laughs> Yeah, well, good luck to him. It's, it's it's a very exciting thing to get married. And we should mention in terms of marriages as well, a couple of little announcements. I know certainly from our teams, Matty Giuliano, um, spearhead for a number of years down in the club. He's got married recently and um, very, very happily took most of the team to his wedding. So it was <laughs> a little bit undermanned for a couple of weeks there. Well, they did all of the duties associated with that. Um, I, um, so, I so actually saw Matty, Matty on the... Um the bridal groom suit circuit. So I was oh, really? uh, doing a, yeah, doing a little bit of research uh, at, at Chatty a few weeks ago and he was there and he was picking up. He wasn't even his bridal suit. He's like, don't go here, mate. He slid me a card and said, this is, this is what you need to go. <laughs> this is where my, um, this is where my tailor is. He's out in Brunswick. I'm just getting, just getting some socks here. This suit shop. Don't worry about getting a suit here. <laughs> so he set me up with, um, yeah, someone out in Brunswick. He's obviously knows what he's doing. So it's good to hear that the it, day went well. It did look very sharp at the wedding. So if if that's anything to go by, you could do a lot worse than going to his tailor in Brunswick. Well, let's let's wrap anyway, things up. Anyone else getting married? I thought you said you had two. <laughs> I had a couple. There's been some babies born, but you know, it's yeah. there's always babies being born. Um, we might we might do a big, you know, Simpson style, very quick run through of those at a later episode. Um Let's let's quickly move to the weekly whispers because there's there's a bit going on. It's been a couple of weeks, and and as we called out at the top of the show, when Jake went roving, roaming Jake prior to Founders Day, 
he really set tongues wagging. And I know, I know he's sort of he's given a bit of a shake to the club and a few things have sort of managed to find their way to the surface in the process of that. So um I, I hear we've got a little bit of gold today. So to the weekly whispers, Matt, maybe we'll kick off with yourself. Um, because it's always get good to get a bit of an insight in in what's going on under the the very calm surface of the 19s, there's usually a bit of dirt. So have you got any whispers for us? Yeah, yeah. Heard a few whispers in the grapevine. Um, Jordan McDonald, good to see he's back this week uh, in the resis after six weeks off with glange, glandular fever. Yes. Ooh, but uh, I've heard a few whispers about how he got it. Uh, I was a bit oh, confused. No. You know, he got it oh, a bit no. thick and I'd been seen <laughs> for a couple of weeks, popped up again at beer pong and I was like, oh, He's getting a bit close with Ethan over there, Ethan Sherlock. And oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. The whispers in the grapevine are that he got glandular fever off Ethan Sherlock because he's been kissing too many blokes. Oh. <laughs> Ethan, well, that's and nothing wrong with that. Um, but Ethan, interestingly, has his his love life's come into question a couple of times because wasn't he the one last year that went on the date to Macca's and forgot, <laughs> f- forgot money to pay for it? So I, I feel like, yeah, it's a... So no, Ethan is, doesn't seem to have good luck in this area. That was there. That was one of the best nights of my life. I got the photo of that actually. Uh, I was, I was, I spilled that out to Corey Martino. And, oh, really? Uh, you were the you were the leaker behind that one. I was the leak. Whistleblower. I was, I, was I was the TMZ there. And uh, he, um, he, he ended up getting. He was the inaugural Talus tuxedo last year. Didn't wear it, so we made him spin again this year. So, yeah. um, justice has finally been served. I think. Yeah, finally. Finally. Um, Jake, you got any for us? Yeah, I've, I've sort of just got one, one sort of big one. Um, I'll let the boys down at the training tonight try and figure it out, or it'll be next week by the time this pops out. But there's a bloke, he's, he's come back to the club from a big sort of southeast suburbs team. Um, he's got a few <laughs> brothers down there um, at the knot already. He may already have wears glasses. Yeah, he wears glasses sometimes. Anyway, um, at work, boss came up to him and said, "Look, um, you've been working so well. We're going to give you a bonus if um, you know you, you can keep it up over the next month or so." And he's like, "Yep, beauty. This is the first bonus I've got." Next week, breaks his hand in footy, and then. Um, you know, he, he instead of taking the allocated five weeks off that Gus at Narry North Osteo had told him to do, he, <laughs> he, took, he took the one week off and said, I've got to get back because I'm not getting paid anymore from this, this big Southeast club. So he had to go back um, to work and try and get the bonus. So, oh, wow. Yeah, whisper. So not a very good one this week, but I, I thought I needed to put it out there. No, let people judge. Don't 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 assess your own work, Jakey. Let let, <laughs> let the listeners decide. Yeah, Rob, you got anything to say? Um, well, I I do have something. There is a there's an individual who there's a little bit of a trend. Um, he's probably for age to time on the massage table ratio. He's he's clearly dominating that. Um, demographic and as someone who spends a lot of time on the massage table I can't I can't really call it out too much but I am 12 years older than this guy so I think it's fair enough that I question the amount of time he sits on it but the thing is it 
caught everyone's eye the other night on Tuesday when it was about six degrees and he did not emerge from the change rooms at any point. So um, he he sort of stayed in there. He, he got a massage and just told the trainers to keep going until the session's over, essentially. So um, he's a small nippy forward who loves the rub down table and was not sighted. Um, while the the rain was coming down on Tuesday at a very cold session. So watch this space for um, potential um, consequences when the wheel goes spinning tonight. Look forward to it. Well, I, I know when that wheel's spinning, everyone will be well fed. I can say that with, with a great degree of confidence. I'm sure I'm sure everyone will be uh, well fed, Steve. I'm actually looking forward to it. You got me sort of excited now. So I actually lied about having only one. I've got one more. This one's sort of from the women's team. So there's a girl in there. She's sort of got strawberry blonde hair, um, potential red, but she prefers it to be called strawberry blonde. But um, anyway, <laughs> got a bit of the footy last week, was playing ruck, um, went to town on the Battlers of Brunswick. And then after the game, um, came off and was like to everyone, Oh, I'm, I'm surely bog, aren't I? I'm surely bog. This is my first best on ground, isn't it? So she, she's just proclaimed it herself. Instead of herself. Did, you, did she get it? Did her face appear uh, on the socials this week? That's that's how you know. Potentially. potentially. Oh. Did, did, does this person have considerable influence over one of the assistant coaches? Uh, um, I don't know. I wouldn't, wouldn't say so. I feel like all the... All the coaches, you know, wear their own pants in their relationships. <laughs> uh, that's probably a good way to end it. Um, yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thank you, uh, Matt. Thanks very much for joining us. It's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been awesome. Good luck for the, the remainder of the season and um, particularly the, the big one against St. Beads in a few weeks' time. Jake and uh, Rob, thanks as always. Awesome. Thank you. Cheers, Steve. We'll see you all Thanks, next time, Matt. and good luck to everyone as we head into the last week before the bye.